Okay, people. So, it's time for another new episode of Echo Chamber. And this week, we've got another two-parter for you. But as we do, let's start off with the UK box office top 10 for the weekend of the 20th to the 22nd of um, January. Jeez, man, I forgot where we were, right? <laughs> All right, people. So at number 10, still holding on, right? It's Black Panther Wakanda Forever, directed by Ryan Coogler who co-wrote it with Joe Robert Cole, starring Angela Bassett, Danny Guerrero, Latita Wright, Lapita Nogoro, Tenant Hereta, Lake Bell, Martin Freeman, Michaela Cole, Dominic Form, Winston Duke, Richard Schiff, and more. At number nine, another one sticking on up in there, it's Strange World, right? Directed by uh, Don Hall and Kui Nugent. Nugent also writes the piece. Voice cast of Jake Gillenhill, uh, Gabriel Union, uh, Jacoby Young-White, Lucy Liu, Dennis Quaid, and Alan Turek. At number eight is the new film from Todd Field, right? He wrote and directed. It's Tar, starring Kate Blanchett, Nomi Merlin, Nina Hoss, Sophie Kerr, Adam Gonick, Mark Martin Strew. Right, so that means... At number seven, we have got Empire of Light, right? This is um, the new film from Sam Mendes. He writes and directs, and it's starring Olivia, Olivia Coleman, Michael Ward, Colin Firth, Toby Jones, Tom Brook, Tanya Moody, Crystal Clark. Okay, um, at number six, it's A Man Called Otto. This is from Mark Foster. It is based on the Frederick Beckman book of the same name, and the screenplay is from David McGee, starring Tom Hanks, John Higgins, Tony Bingham, Lily Kuzup, Mac Beda, right? So at number five, it is Matilda the Musical. This is from Matthew Walkers and written by Dennis Kelly, based on the Ronald Dahl book, obviously. Starring Emma Thompson, Andrea Reichborough, Lashana Lynch, Stephen Graham. Aisha Weir, Nick Owen Ford. All right, at number four is Kezi Lemons's I Wanna Dance With Someone. 
It is written by Anthony McCartan, and it's starring Naomi Aki, Stanley Tucci, Tamara Tooney, Clark Peters, Ashton Sanders. At number three is the new joint from Damien Kazeels. He wrote and directed It's Babylon, starring Margaret Robbie, Brad Pitt, Gene Smart, Olivia Wilde, J.C. Curious, Diego Calva, Calva, yeah, Jimmy Ortega, Marcus A. Ferrez, Shane Powers, Phoebe Tonkin. At number two, people, it is Megan, right? Everyone's talking about this film. Gerard Johnson writes, and Akila Cooper handles the screenplay. It is starring Alison Williams, Violet McGrath, Gina Davis, Amy Donald, Jen Van Epps, Brian Jordan Alvarez, Jack Cassidy. So, people, I mean, we know what's at number one, right? It's Avatar Way of the Water. Way of Water. James Cameron directs, co-writes with... Rick Jaffa and Amanda Silver, Zoe Salander, Kate Winslet, Sam Worthington, Sigourney Weaver, Stephen Lang, Giovanni Rabisi, and crew. So that's the top 10. Let us get into the films for part one, shall we? Let's go. Okay, so we are going to start things off, people, with a new Netflix joint. It is Zhong E. Okay, people, so just checked out a new sci-fi joint on Netflix. Netflix original. It's a Korean flick called Zhong E. When I saw this advert, I thought it was called Jungle, <laughs> but no, it's Jung E, right? It is written and directed by Sang Ho Yun. Uh, it's produced by Yong Ho Kim. Uh, Yu Ji Sun takes care of the cinematography. Jimo Yang edits the piece. Um, who? Else do we have? Obviously, there's a lot. I mean, there's way too many VR people to mention. Um, Young E is played by Kim Hanju. Uh, Lee So Young is played by Um Ji Won. Um, Jay. Kong is played by Wu Yol Han. Uh, the chairman is played by Lee Dong Hee. Um, Lee Jae Kwang plays a researcher. So does Young Ki Chung and Sun Hook Kim. Uh, Sang Hon is played by Ru Koyong Su. Um, oh, Young. E is also voiced by Ari Song. And 
Sai Hong is played by Kang Soo-yong. All right, I probably butchered all of those names, so apologies to any Koreans listening. Um, so the base of the film is set in the 22nd century. Climate change has caused the planet to become uninhabitable, and humans live within a man-made shelter. A war, and there's a lot of these shelters, right? They're between the Earth and the Moon. Um, so a war takes place within um, the shelter system, right? So I think it said, I think it was like eight, ten, and eleven, something like that, all join together and revolt against the Earth. Uh, Young Yi is the elite leader of the Allied forces. She becomes the subject of a brain cloning experiment. The cloning experiment is a potential key to win the war. That's a very terrible synopsis, i got to say. It's not the best. Um, But, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's an interesting concept, right? It's an interesting concept. Okay, so they took a famous legendary warrior who got injured, right? She's in a coma. And they've, you know, replicated her brain to try and create these AI warriors, you know, to be able to then fight the Adrian Republic and uh, win this war. Uh, yeah, so there's 80 of these shelters. It was 8, 12, and 13 that declared independence. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just, you know, fascinating, right? And it, it's such an interesting concept that you're like, okay, all right, I'm down for this, you know? So we open up with this sequence of Zhong Yi fighting and all of that. And you're like, oh, shit, what's it? This is pretty kind of crazy. But it's all, then we realize it's all this part of this stimulation, right? Because part of it, so in testing the brain, they're putting these clones through this last sequence, this last battle where Zhong Yi got killed, well, injured. Um, to see if the clone can get past this one last bit type of thing. So they're putting through, looking at the brain signals, trying to go, okay, so this is the... So we have all of this, and you're like, okay, this is, yeah, pretty intriguing. Pretty intriguing. And her daughter is one of the scientists working on this whole kind of uh, experiment. So there's a lot here. And a theme running through is this bond between the mother and the daughter and the daughter trying to save her mom and work things out and worrying about, you know, oh, did I get my mom killed because she was ill, right? So the mom kind of was doing all of this to get the money to save her kids and, you know, so there's all this big thing. Interesting. For me, though, right, I don't, it's 
hard to connect with this this bond because there's a lot of things going on that don't necessarily like you know the daughter was ill potentially the illness is coming back but you're just like why wouldn't you have done because they mentioned that oh yeah there's things that could have happened to have prevented and it's just like well why wouldn't she have done that right there's no explanation for it and it's just like wait why wouldn't you have done that right you're trying to do this thing to save you you know then they're talking about this class system within robots and stuff which you then never see in action right it's just this thing mentioned so it's just like it doesn't connect right if we had seen and maybe they shot it and to cut it for length reasons but if we had seen you know people that had had their brains cloned into robots and they you know some people being treated one way some the other so you'd be like oh yeah right you could understand be like oh yeah but you wouldn't want to do that oh man imagine if you had to be that oh that'd be great like we don't get that it's just kind of a throwaway kind of few lines so it, it lacked the resonance for me anyway right that was there another thing that we get which i've noticed in a lot of kind of asian films and tv right it's a big thing in um shit what was the squid squid games right the over the topness right there's uh, th th this guy that works for the chairman and it's just like oh, you know all of this kind of stuff and you're just like what the fuck is this right because you're just like i am look i don't know but i'm sure no one is acting like that in the workplace over in korea right is is not happening either side right north or south it's, it's not going down it's just weird so it's odd that you get that so much in these shows, right? Because I think it pulls you out. Now, look, I get maybe going, oh, we want some comic relief or blah, blah, blah. Like, there's other ways that you don't have to have these buffoon characters all the time, you know, because it just, like, there's not really a need you know, so you're just like, what? And then you have this guy kind of go out of control. And it's just like, wait, where does that come from? You know, because there was some moments what you see and you'd be like, mm, okay, so he's a bit of a dick. But then the way it then goes from there, it's just like, well, what's the context, right? Why? It just seemed very weird, out of place. Like, you're just throwing these things out there. You know, so it's just, yeah, it was just that. It was a consistency, like a vibe, right? It's like, I get that the girl wants to save her, try and help her mom and all of this. But again, it's the actions, right? Because she's a very sedate kind of character, which is fine. 
But it's just like, okay, what's your end goal here? We don't really know. So we have all of these things taking place. We see the chairman. And then there's other stuff that comes from that. But it's all a bit like, okay, where is people's intentions? What is, it just seems to flim flam all over the place, right? So, so it just, I feel the story just lacked consistency. Effects wise, pretty fucking good, right? It, it's like that wandering earth from, I think that was, was that 2020 or the, maybe the end of 2019. But um, that film, crazy visual effects right stunning and again with this real great effects you know the robots and all of that really good on that level it's just i felt the script was the thing that kind of lets it down but if you enjoy right i would say if you enjoy um wandering earth Right, I think this would work for you. Um, other things, Vespa, right? I think if you probably enjoyed Vespa, we spoke about that at the end of last year. I think like, that's that's another one that kind of would kind of probably fit into this. Um, yeah, you know, an anime, if you're a fan of like some of those sci-fi anime things, I think that probably fits into this, right? So if you enjoy those things, Zhong Yi is possibly something for you, okay? It's available now on Netflix. So, yeah, there you go, people. Um, Go enjoy if that's your jam, all right? Okay, so next up, we've got a new Amazon joint, right? Um, it is Devotion. Okay, people, so Devotion is now out in the UK. So I gave it a look. It's directed by J.D. Dillard. And written by Jake Crane and Jonathan Stewart. Okay, it is um, produced by uh, Rachel Smith, Molly Smith, um, Trent Luckenbill, and Fad Luckenbill. It is co-produced by Seth Spector and Jennifer, Jennifer Smeller, executive produced by Robert Simmons, Glenn Powell, uh, John Friedberg, Adam Fogelson, and J.D. Dillard. It's line produced by Brace Franklin and associate produced by Libby Petkoff. Chanda Dancy handled the music. Eric Meskra-Schmidt, cinematography. Billy Fox edited the piece. Tamara Lee Notcup, 
handled the casting. Uh, production design was Wynn Thomas. Art direction, Danny Brown. Eric Louise Robert. And Jeremy Woolsey. Set decoration, Marissa Lombardo. Uh, Deirdre Elizabeth Govan handled costume design. And our cast, well, there's a lot of people up in this. Uh, Jesse Brown was played by Jonathan Majors. Tom Hudner was played by Glenn Powell. Now, um, Jesse's wife, Daisy Brown, is played by Christina Jackson. Um, Hmm. Hmm. They don't seem to have listed the girl that played his daughter, Pam, which is, uh, seems a bit of a travesty. I mean, she didn't say much, but she was in it. So, I mean, she could at least get a credit, you would think, right? Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Okay, well, yeah, no Pam. But we also have um, Dick Savoli, played by Thomas Sadowski. Um, yeah, um, Billy Cohen was played by Darren Kagaskoff. Marty Good, played by Joe Jonas. Um, Spencer Neville, plays Bo Lavery. Nick Hargrove, plays Carl Mowring. Um, Buddy Gill is played by Bone Platt. Captain Sissons, played by Dean Denton. Peters, played by Fad Luckenbill. Charlie Ward is played by Joseph Cross. Elizabeth Taylor, yes, that's right, Elizabeth Taylor, she is played by Sarinda Swan, um, we have Tom's dad, is played by Matt Reedy, uh, yeah, that, I mean, oh, Archie Farnborough is played by Akil Jackson, um, oh, Tom's mother, Mary is played by Donna Fishman, Clara Carroll is played by Adidinpo Thomas, um, President Harry Truman is played by Bill Martin Williams, uh, Nikki Hilton is played by Logan McRae. Um yeah, I think that's probably our our main uh, group of peoples, I would probably say. Okay, so the gist of the film is this 1950. Ensign Jesse Brown and Lieutenant Tom Hudner join Navy Flight Fighter Squadron VF-32. At roughly the same time. And Brown is assigned as Husband's wingman. 
They are quickly the best of friends and are always look out for each other. Later that year, war breaks out in Korea and VF-32 on board the Harrier U.S. Liette provides an air support. Their missions are vital to the war effort and extremely dangerous. So, yes, this is the film. Now, I think this, it, it's based on true events, right? And on a book of the same name by Adam Makos. Uh, yeah, I feel I've said that right. I think one big thing is, right, because, um, you know, Powell, Glenn Powell, he was in Top Gun Maverick, right, which was huge. It was huge. And I think a big thing about Top Gun Maverick was they used real effects. You know, Tom Cruise was adamant. They're not using CG, right? Every actor had to learn to fly the planes. They put cameras. They shot in the planes. It was all authentic like that. So with this, Dillard, you know, he actually hired... Right, the aerial stunt coordinator, Kevin LaRosa, who worked on Top Gun Maverick, which is huge. That's a big thing. Now, they didn't, it wasn't the same level as Maverick, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know if the, I don't believe the, all the actors flew and all of that, but they tried to create a similar ambiance. So mad credit for Dillard for doing that. This is an odd film for me, right? Because, you know, look, it's based on true events, but, well, it actually says inspired by true events. So it's not, you know, when it says that, you know they're taking certain liberties and it's not fully the same. Um... I mean, one of the big things for me with this film is the fact that, you know, we've got Brown in the Air Force, right? Look, we we know what happened in the war, right? We knew we know that black soldiers weren't really integrated, right? Racism is a, was a crazy thing. And, like, in this, there's, a, you know, one thing said by one of the pilots, which was, um, huh, hey, can you believe we've got a, we're flying with a colored guy? Right? Which, uh, you know, I don't believe shit was said in that way, you know? And then you've got one army guy who is, you know, we don't want you here and blah, blah, blah. Right. But there's not really. It, it doesn't feel really like it's depicting what went down because we know what would have gone down. Right. We know what would have gone down. It, it, it was a bit like Black Klansman for me in a fact that it was racism light, you know? And 
do not get me wrong. I do not want race porn up in this shit. I'm not looking for, you know, mad, crazy words flying left, right and center like it's fucking the bullets in the war. But it, it, it just feels a little frustrating because, you know, like when people go through certain things, right, and it's not actually shown in that way it diminishes the situation. Like, people will look at this and think, oh, it wasn't that bad, you know? Like, there's they're in cans in one part of the film. And, uh, yeah, it, you know, he doesn't get... It, Brown doesn't get served in the, the casino bar, right? And they're not going to let him in at first. But he, he speaks French, drops Elizabeth Taylor's name, then he gets in. That's kind of it, right? Listen, I was chased through fucking Boulogne, right? France, hey, when I went, you know, it's a little dicey. It wasn't great. And that was, I don't know. It was either late 80s, like early 90s. Right? I can't quite remember exactly. Um, but if it was like that then, what do you think it was like in the fucking 50s, son? You know what I mean? So it, it, it's just that. And look, I get, as I said, the, you know, I'm not looking for like craziness, but just give me something that feels like, yeah, 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 yeah I get, I get this. It's going to be a bit funky, you feel? <sighs> yeah, that that was a little bit, you know, um, but that aside, right, because I understand you want, they want to focus on the actual story, which I get, I understand, right, it's, I don't know, Right, because in, in the synopsis, it's like, and they became fast friends. I don't really know if we fully get that. You fully feel it, right? He, he you know what I mean? Because he, he takes Tom back to his house, right? And Christina's like, yo, you know, he's only ever done that with one other person. So they try and bring it home. But I don't know if we really feel it, feel it like this tight bond between the two of them, you know? But where this film for me really shined was the emotional moments, right? There's a bit when um, Jesse and uh, Archie have a conversation and you feel that, that felt like a powerful moment. That was big, right? Because you get that, fully get that, it's like when the um, other black, um, like, naval workmen, like, come on deck to watch Jesse land a plane, right, it's moments like that, where you're like, oh, yeah, right, and then you've got, um, well, there's a moment at the end, there's a moment at the end, which Oi. 
It was a tough one, man. It was a tough, like you, you felt it, right? When Christina's talking to Tom, that you feel, you feel it, man. Um, yeah, it's those, those for me were the moments, right? Also, when um, Tom is with the rest of the crew and they're like, you're grounded and everyone has to go off and do the thing, right? That. That's a strong that's a strong moment of the film. Not to say the other moments weren't, you know, they were weak or anything, but these are the things that really stand out with this. Right? And that that's where it shone for me. You know, it's yeah, it's a little up and down. You know, I kind of, it wasn't shiny, right? But, like, I don't know, a grittier filter, I feel, could have worked. But, you know, these are semantics. Semantics, semantics, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's always interesting with these things and watching people and the motivations and stuff like that. And especially a story like this, you know, it's 50s, black airmen, you know, like there's big moments, right? These are historic moments, things that aren't necessarily talked about. It's the Korean War, so yeah, it, it wasn't a great moment, right? It's not really one of them wars that people really want to talk about. But, yeah, you know, it shines a light on some of the stuff that went down, which is uh, good, right? You do get some of the, the flight mechanics and that kind of thing. Um, I feel like probably an issue is comes out, you know, on the tails of Top Gun Maverick. Right, that was so good, and you know, watching them do the flights and everything like that, they, you know, there was a weight to it. And this film coming on the heels of that, it doesn't feel as weighty, you know, which it's a problem because you're comparing it to, right? If this stood on its own, we didn't get Top Gun Maverick probably looking at it in a completely different way but you know when when you have both films right and power was in both right this isn't it doesn't really come to that level for me it's something that you know you will in, probably enjoy i say it's a little long right it's about two hours and 20 it's a little long could have been shorter could have been sure. I think that might have helped a lot. But it's interesting. It's interesting. I'd say if you're a, um, you know, a history buff, if you like your shit, then this might uh, definitely speak to you. And if you enjoy Black Klansman, um, I think this will possibly speak to you. You know, if you enjoy like war films, then this will speak to you, okay? So it's on Prime in the UK. 
Um, yeah, Paramount Plus, I believe, in the States. So, yeah, there's uh, my take on devotion, people. Okay, people, and we're going to close it with Lion Gates, new Gerald Butler, Mike Coulter vehicle. It's time to take off with plane. Okay, people, so the good folks at Lionsgate, yo, they hooked it up again. Second week in a row, people. This time it was plain, right? This is the new Gerard Butler vehicle. And uh, it's directed by Jean Francis Ariquette. It is written by Charles Cumming and J.P. Davis. The film is produced by Mark Bhutan, Jason Constantine, Lorenzo Di Bonventura, Ida Kowan, Lelulu uh, Ruiz, Alan Siegel, and Mark Varadian, along with Gerard Butler. Um, it is executive produced by Alistair Burlingham, uh, Michael Choi, J.P. Davis, Vicky D. Rock, Edward Fee, Tim Lee, Uzita O, um, Evan Powell, Gary Raskin, and um, yep, no, that's it. Uh, it is associate produced by Mimi Road, um, and it is co produced by Daniel Caslow and Danielle Robinson. Marco Beltrami and Marcus Trump handled the music. Brendan Galvin, cinematography. David Rosenblum edits the film. The casting was from Anne McCarthy and Kelly Roy. Um, Maliria Santana, production design. Set decoration was Glenda Rosa. Costume design is Erin Knight. Uh, we got hair and makeup from Geisha M. Barito, John Blake, Marta Izil Colon, Daniel Curet, Merle Jean Jimenez, Lisa Lehman, Nicole Leno, Dan Perry, and Gigi Roman. And our Cast well, I told you people it's a Gerard Butler vehicle, and he plays Captain Brody Torrance. Um, we have got Daniela, his daughter, played by Haley Heckin. Um 
do 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 who's his his co-pilot? Uh let me try and Samuel Dale is played by Yusin Ann. Right? There is um Louise Gaspar, played by Mike Coulter. He is our uh, our dude who's in trouble. <laughs> you might say, right? Um Hmm, who else do we have? Um, man, I guess there's the trailblazer dude in charge who owns the airline, right? Brody's a pilot for, and he's played by Jeffrey Holson. Um, oh, the uh. Who do you call stewardesses? There's Bonnie, played by Daniela Pineda. Um, not all of them get names, <laughs> which is like, ah. And some of the names, some that I have forgotten. Um, but Kate Rasheki, um and Michelle Cortez, they both play flight attendants. Uh, I think Anna Fernandez is a fire attendant. She's played by Rose Eche. Um, there is uh, Shellback, played by Remy Adelic. Uh, Sydney, played by Tara Westwood. Katie, played by Kelly Gale. Um, Bree, played by Lily Krug. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. Who else do we have? We have um, Matt Sinclair, played by Joey Slot Slotnick. Um... We have God. Did I say Scarsdale? Hmm. I think I did. No, I didn't say Scarsdale. Okay, there's Scarsdale, played by Tony Goldwyn, right? And he is um. He's the guy that Trailblazer bring in to try and fix the situation. Right? Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Who have we missed? Uh, Donahue, played by Quinn McPherson. Um, Otis Winston plays an RCMP officer uh maria falco played by amber rivera carver played by oliver trevener hazian played by carlo de los reyes um lolo played by jeff francisco 
Rosili, played by Jessica Nam. Um, Antonio Ortega, played by Modesta Layson. Allen, played by Ariel Felix. Javier Molina, played by Ricky Rubiles Cruz. Um, Moza, played by Saif Mushen. Um, Carrie Torrance, played by Heather Seifert. Not, we're not quite sure who she is. Like an aunt or something. It, yeah, it's, it's not really clear. Um, there's Karim Rahim, played by Angel Fabian Riviera. Um, Maria Burham, played by Kate Bizet. Yeah, that's basically it. Okay, now the gist is this. Brody Torrance saves his passengers from a lightning strike by making a risky landing on a war-torn island, only to find that surviving the landing was just the beginning. When most of the passengers are taken hostage by dangerous rebels, the only person Torrance can count on for help is Luis Gaspar, an accused murderer who is being transported by the FBI in order to rescue the passengers. Torrance will need Gaspar's help and will learn there's more to Gaspar than meets the eye. Ba -ba 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 -bum. So there you go. Now, <laughs> right, so early in the pandemic, we looked at um, Greenland, right? That was a Butler film. And yeah, it wasn't wasn't one of our favorites you know what i mean it was like a little hokey to tell you the truth right um you know <laughs> it's just one of them things man Whew. yeah they're not all uh they're not all good right but like you know 300 was great 300 was out freaking standing you know what i mean like, that was a perfect film for him. But sometimes it just doesn't necessarily go to plan. Right? He's had a huge success. You know, the Fallen series has been going well for him. Um, I mean, law-abiding, people seem to like law-abiding uh, citizen. I didn't really like that one. But you know, he's he's been in some in some stuff, right? Now, I wasn't sure to tell you the truth. I was like, ugh, this is good. This is gonna be another, you know, friggin' Greenland type of job, is it? I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah, I, I was dubious. But when Lionsgate hit you up, you don't be like, nah, nah. You take that opportunity, son. So I went in. And listen, I always go with an open mind. I go with an open mind because you can be surprised, right? Now, when this opens up, so we have him racing to the airport and all of that kind of thing, talking to his daughter on the phone, 
they're planning to meet up for a trip. They haven't seen each other for a while. And she's like, be safe. He's like, huh. and it's, you know, one of those ones, right? And he's like, oh, I'll be safe. Nothing ever happens, right? Which is just like, okay, look, and, and you, it's not like you didn't know, right? The bit, the trailer and all the talk about the film is the plane goes down. So we know it does, but you just be like, why put it in the script? Because the way it's said and the way it's emphasized, you always know, oh, this is the thing that then doesn't happen, right? So it's one of those. He gets on the plane talking to um, the co-pilot and the co-pilot's like, oh, are you from England? Which is just like, Cup, have you heard Jared Butler's accent? It's not. Like, you know he's Scottish. It's pretty fucking obvious he's Scottish. But then you get the lines of, no, I ain't fucking English. Oh, don't insult me. I'm Scott. Which, again, kind of hacky, right? Kind of hacky. So you are rolling your eyes a little bit, thinking, oi. Is this going to be just straight terrible? I have to say, people, I did not mind this film, right? Listen, it's not winning awards, right? But it's pretty fun. It is pretty fun. It's a solid action film, right? And then you, you know what's going to happen, Right, you can guess the beats, you know. What I mean, someone surprises them, like, yeah, they go through this and they do this, and bum, 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 but it works, right? There's enough action, um, it keeps them moving, you know. You, you, you watching it, and you're like, okay, okay, and the, like the fight scenes work. You know, they, they're not using a shaky cam here, but we do get a lot of movement with the camera, which does then make a lot of the action, the fights and all of that kind of thing, like it brings you into it, you know, so that's pretty decent. There's some hammer shots that you're like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, man. You're like, she, okay, okay, right? So that completely works, you know? Like, there are incidences which you're like, would that really happen? Right? When the pilot is like first kind of called to talk to um the uh, sheriff, Marshall, Marshall, I think that's what they call them, right? who is escorting um, Gaspar. And it's just like, I don't know if the pilot gets that a choice. You know what I mean? It's not like, because he's just like, oh, we're going to, it's cool if you were going to be on the plane. He's like, ah, I mean, I'd rather not. What about the other? I'm just like, yeah, I don't think it's the pilot's call. You know? I think this is a thing <laughs> that's happening. Right. And then also he's at the back of the plane. But when you haven't got many people on a plane, 
wouldn't you just keep everyone kind of closer to the front? Because there's a couple of girls who are at the back, just, I think, two rows away. And you're just like, there's enough room where that doesn't need to happen. Right? So there's a, there are some weird moment, like things going down that you think, I'm not sure that would happen. Right? But it's, it's pretty interesting how they're trying to navigate, like the scenes when they're trying to navigate the plane, you know, when everything's down and just all of that kind of jam. That, well, that was all right. That was all right. There's a lot of tension there, people. There's a lot of tension. You know, we've got some solid acting, you know, which again, you're like, okay, all right, acting solid. Because sometimes, you know what I mean? It, it, it's not always that way. Right, it's not always that way, but yeah, solid acting. So happy about that. Um, you know, I think decent camera work, good um cinematography, all of that, yeah, help give us this film, right? I will say, right, there, there's bits where you're just like Mm, you know what I mean? With the whole plane situation, like when the plane's down and fixing the plane and just all of this kind of thing. And then you've got like the shootout. <laughs> you got the shootout. Because it's the plane's a big fucking thing, right? It's not armor plated. So you're thinking bullets and all of that. But then also the fuel tanks. Like, how's how are they missing a fuel tank? Like, what's happening here? What is going on? But there's a lot of... See, the thing about some of the classic action films that we have, right? When you think of Commando and, you know, uh, Boy, Raw Deal, right? Kickboxer, um, Cyborg, you know, stuff like that. It, it's like... There's these scenes, people get their comeuppance. I thought you were gonna kill me last. I lied, right? It's just there's these moments, and you're just like, yes, there's a moment like that in this film. There's a few moments like that in this film, right? People picking up certain guns and thing, right? Uh, and then at the very end, there's a there's a little thing, and you're just like, ah, every every in the screening. Everyone just, yeah, was very happy about that moment. And it works, right? And it's just, like, the plausibility, hmm, you'd think, well, I, I won't say because then you'll know maybe what happens. But, yeah, you kind of feel, like, I don't know if that's going to actually happen, but I enjoyed seeing it, right? I enjoyed seeing it. Oh, hell, I did. So, yeah, that's that's this. Like, Jared Butler, plain, it's um, not groundbreaking, but it is fun. And that's what you want, right? You want something which you can just sit back, relax. You don't have to think about all the craziness in the news, what your local shenanigans your politician is getting up to you can just tune out and enjoy right e enjoy this craziness on the screen 
you know? Um, and that's what this does, right? So, uh, yeah, it's always a good thing. It's what, I, I mean, about an hour and 45, right? Round about that. So it's not too long. It, I, and it didn't feel like it outstayed its welcome, which is, you know, another thing. So I would say, definitely say, look, if you enjoy an action flick, right, and you, you, you've had a shitty day, you want something that's going to make you chuckle, make you smile, and help you forget it all, I think Plane might be that flick, people. I think Plane might be that flick. And it's in cinemas this Friday. So, uh, yeah. Enjoy if that's your bag, right? Enjoy. And as I said, it's better than Greenland. So don't you worry about that. And if you enjoyed Greenland, well, then you're going to love this one. So, yeah, people, have some fun. Okay, people, so if you are horror fans, it is coming up to that time again, right? I'm talking about Final Girls Berlin, right? The film festival is excited to present its eighth edition with a full lineup, including eight feature films, 10 short blocks, and a series of horror-related events led by international genre specialists. The program sheds light on, among other things, the horrors and pleasures of youth, aging, gender, intimacy, and queerness. The festival will run from February the 1st to the 5th, a day longer than usual. How about that? At City Kino Wedding, and will include a virtual component. Right? So they're committed to showcasing work by women and non-binary horror filmmakers. The Final Girls Berlin Film Festival has been listed as one of Movie Maker Magazine's top 50 genre festivals in the world and named among Dread Central's the best horror festivals in the world, right? So the feature films that will be showing is Raquel 111. Um, yeah, it's the Berlin premiere. It's written and directed by Marina Bastos from Brazil. Um, so the gist is, after losing her mother in a tragic circumstances, Raquel, a religious teenager, moved with her father to a small town in the countryside of Brazil to start over. Quickly, she makes friends with a group of evan evangelical girls from a local church, deepening into her spirituality and the pain of her profound traumas. During her first days in the new town, she also experiences a mysterious spiritual awakening where she's given an important and controversial mission involving rewriting the Bible. 
with support from some and resentment from others, Raquel tries hard to find balance within a disturbing spirit spiral of faith, reason, and madness. Hmm. We then have Hatching, written and directed by Hannah Bergholm from Finland. Right, so um, <clears throat> 12-year-old gymnast Tinja is desperate to please her image-obsessed mother whose popular blog, Lovely Everyday Life, presents their family's idyllic existence as manicured suburban perfection. One day after finding a wounded bird in the woods, Tinja brings its strange egg home, nettles, nestles it in her bed and nurtures it until it hatches. The creature that emerges becomes her closest friend and a living nightmare, plunging Tinja beneath the impeccable veneer into a twisted reality that her mother refuses to see. Ooh. Polaris, also making its German premiere, is written and directed by Kirsten Carfew from Canada. Set in 2101, against the backdrop of a subarctic wasteland, Sumi, a human child raised by a polar bear, narrowly escapes capture from a brutal Morad hunting party when Sumi stumbles across a frozen girl an unlikely friendship is forged together they race ahead of the vindictive hunters towards the only guiding light Sumi knows the Polaris star um, there's also Husser um, directed by Michelle Gaza Savera um, co-written by Severa and Abia Castillo. Uh, it's a Mexican film, right? So Valerie's joy at becoming pregnant with her first child is quickly taken away when she's cursed by a sinister entity. As danger closes in and relationships with her family become fractured, She's forced deeper into a chilling world of dark magic that threatens to consume her. A group of witches emerge. That could be her only hope for safety and salvation, but not without grave risk. We then have Sissy, right, which is directed by Hannah Barlow and Kane Sens. Um, they both also co-write the film. It's Australian. Um, Cecilia has perfected her online persona, doling out self-care advice with easy confidence to her many social media followers and seemingly having it all together. However, the truth is her online life is a mess. Offline line it is a mess. When she bumps into her childhood best friend, Emma, Emma spontaneously invites her to a bachelorette party in a remote cabin. Cecilia reluctantly agrees to come 
in the hope of reconnecting. And that's where the trouble really begins. That's a great one. We covered it last year um, as it's on Shudder. Then there is Celia, um, written and directed by Ann Turner, another Australian film. Um, I think this is an older film as well from 1989, right? So this is Melbourne, Australia, 1957, seen through the frighteningly clear window of a child's eyes when Celia's next-door neighbours are hounded out of town for their political beliefs and her beloved rabbit is taken by the government in a statewide muster, her world is threatened and Celia learns that she must either give in or fight back. She fights back. There's Nightmare, also making its German debut. It's written and directed by Kajersti Helen Rasmussus, it's a Norwegian film. Um, Mona and Robbie are a young couple in love. Robbie has just landed his dream job, and they've scored an amazing deal on a spacious, if run-down apartment. Neither, never mind that it requires quite a bit of renovation. Never mind the neighbors consistently fight and Screaming Baby. Never mind that Mona is suddenly plagued by night terrors which grow more intense every time she falls asleep. Robbie is eager to start a family despite Mona's hesitations. Eventually, Mona's issues spiral dangerously out of control as she becomes convinced that she is being attacked by a mythical demon, the mayor intent on possessing her unborn child. Bum, bum, bum. There's also Watcher, directed by Chloe Okuno, who co-writes with Zach Ford. Right? It's um US, UA, and Romanian film. A young American woman moves with her husband to Bucharest, um, and begins to suspect that a stranger who watches her from the apartment building across the street may be a local serial serial killer decapitating women. Oi! Oh my gosh. So yes, there is a number of short programs. Um, female facts. Uh, there's body horror. Um, there's men avassing. Oh, I can't read menacing presences. Uh, close to home creatures, bodily autonomy. Queer horror and oh no, midnight and young and deadly. Oh, and high tension. I'm yeah, just rubbish. Okay, so um, yeah, you have all of that. We will be covering the shorts on the podcast. 
There's a tarot workshop led by Isabella Coburn. Um, somatic Sabbath, a workshop led by Carrie McIlwaine. Um, to Dance in the Flame, Dissident Sexuality in Mexican Post-Millennial Horror, a talk by Dr. Valeria Villegas Lindeval. Um, it's pretty deadly, right? Self-defense against zombie hordes, a workshop led by Natalie uh, Crivelli. So, yeah, there's a lot going on, people. If you are a fan of horror, then this is definitely a festival for you. So Final Girls Berlin, the 8th edition, takes place the 1st to the 5th of February. Right, links are um, on the website, so definitely go check it out. Okay, people, so we're coming to a close on part one. Before we bounce, let's take a look and see what's happening in the world of film, shall we? You know what I mean? Okay, so Baz Luhrmann has just signed a... Um, uh, it's kind of like, um, I don't know, a it's probably, let's call it a first look deal, right? With um, Warners, you know, which isn't that crazy, you know what I mean? You'd kind of expect that to kind of happen because I think a lot of these films have come through Warner Brothers, right? So he's going to be developing um, new stuff for, um, you know, HBO and, uh, yeah, the, uh, the theatre for them. But he can also do stuff for other people. You know what I mean? Um, now, if you were looking forward to the Madonna biopic at Universal, um, unfortunately, people, that doesn't seem to be happening anymore. No word on why, right? I mean, oftentimes, if something like this happens, it's because some sort of controversy is going to come out. But I ain't heard shit. So who knows, right? And they, you know, a lot of the roles had been filled and a lot of work had been done. But yeah, it is no longer happening. Now, it doesn't mean that it can't be possibly shot to someone else. So, you know, but not from Universal. Okay, so we, um, you know, we looked at Plane, this episode, and um, Butler has a new film coming this year, right? Kandahar. It is, um, yeah, really, it's um, just set its release day, which will be the 26th of May. So this is from Open Road Films. 
right? So that would be Memorial Weekend in the States, which oftentimes has some big shit coming. You know, Little Mermaid is meant to be dropping that weekend with a few other films. I mean, it's going up against The Machine, right? Which I am really looking forward to. But, uh, yeah, people. So, Kandahar, it follows Tom Harris, who is an undercover CIA operative operating out of the Afghan city. Stuck deep in hostile territory in Afghanistan after his mission is exposed, he and his Afghan translator must fight their way out to an extraction point in Kandahar all whilst avoiding elite enemy forces and foreign spies tasked with hunting them down. I mean, it sounds implausible, but, you know, a plane was a bit of a surprise, so who knows, right? Who knows? It could be good. Okay, people. So, boy, it feels like ages ago. It was 2011, right? Attack the Block Hit from Joe Cornish. I really enjoyed this film. Now, oddly enough, right? We're getting a sequel. Now, this was talked about a while back, right? But yeah, a sequel is coming, right? So um, Cornish had a few things to say recently, right, on the Fangoria podcast. We have a very detailed treatment and a storyline we're very, very excited about. And when I say we, I mean me and John Bayorga, who I'm co-producing the film with and consulting very closely with. And we're doing all the research to make sure we get it right. I mean... When you say all the research, I'm like, it, it's a sci-fi film. <laughs> so I'm going to go speak to some aliens and uh, see uh, what they think. <laughs> it also says, we're very, very quietly confident and excited about what we've got. We think about Alien and Aliens, Terminator and Terminator 2. And we want to take a shot at doing our version of what people did for those movies. So, um, there you go. Can they do it? Who the fuck knows, right? Who the fuck knows? So, we have got 1242, Gateway to the West, right? This new film shooting in Budapest. And, uh, yeah, Kevin Spacey was meant to be involved, but due to some more, you know, issues, right, he has been replaced by Ray Stevenson. So, I mean, the film does sound pretty incest, in, in, uh, interesting, right? So, um yeah, um, what is it? Is doo -doo -doo -doo. Right, so it's about, um, well, there's a guy who plays a profoundly spiritual man of Hungarian 
Castle X is Stratagium, who must confront um, and halt the great Mongolian army led by Batakan, grandson of Yengis, from invading Europe in 1242. Right, this and the film focuses on um, an unlikely meeting during the Mongolian Lunar New Year when hostilities are paused. Which, yeah, it's kind of interesting, right? I've never heard about this, so yeah, I think I'm I'm down for that film. You know what I mean? Now, um, another film, right? kind of swords and sandals gladiator right we know we're getting a sequel which feels frigging crazy but that's happening right but the start date has been pushed back slightly right so um yeah it's supposedly now gonna start production um in late march so I'm intrigued by this one, man. I really am. You know what I mean? It's, it's just like, how is it going to be? How are they going to continue that story? It feels kind of weird, but let's see what happens. Right? So um, we know Ava DuVernay has got her new film coming called Cast. Right? The origin based on a book of the same name from Isabel Wilkinson. Uh, and we've got some new cast joining the film, right? Um, I believe this is for Netflix, right? So uh, John Bethanel, Vera Famiga, Nisi Nash-Betts, Nick Offerman, Jasmine Cephas-Jones, and Connie Nielsen have all joined the film. So, uh, yeah, they'll be joining Anunja Ellis, uh, who is going to be starring in this. So, uh, yeah, you know. Um, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's something that's looking at race, class, and other expected factors. The system influences not only people's lives and the behavior, but the nation's fate. So, um, yeah, you know, it sounds like it could be intriguing, right? Um, in other news, people, right? Uh, Robert Edgars, he's got a new um, film coming. Well, he's actually going to be remaking Nos. Okay, and his longtime collaborator William Defoe will be jumping on that with him. Okay, so um, you know the film is a gothic tale of obsession between a haunted young woman in 19th century Germany and the ancient Transylvanian vampire who stalks her bringing untold horror with him. So the film also stars Lily Rose Depp, Bill Skarsgård, and Nicholas Holt. Interesting, because Nicholas Holt is also in Renfeld, right? The um, the other Dracula film. So, you know, 
we'll see what happens with uh, this one, right? It's being produced by Edgars, Chris Columbus, Eleanor Columbus, Jeff Robiniv, and John Graham. So, uh, yeah, there you go with uh, that one. Um, also, Ethan Hawkes has a new film coming, right? It is going to be called uh, Wildcat, and it's going to be starring Laura Linney, Vincent D'Onofrio, Steve Zahn, Alexandro Nivola, um, Philip Effinger, Raphael Kazel, Cooper Hoffman, Willa Fitzgerald. So, yeah. Right. Um, Hawk is writing along with Sherry, Shelly, Shelly, Shelby Gaines. Right. Oh, and it's also starring Maya Hawk, his daughter. So it's going to be about Flannery O'Connor. Right. It's a biopic. Um, about the author, you know, and um, Hawk will be playing her. Uh, so like looking at her as she struggles to publish her first novel, um, yeah, so it's kind of a look at that, right? Which could be interesting. I like Hawk stuff, so uh, we will take a look at that. So the other week we looked at Barbarian and Zach Krieger has been um, at the heart of a bit of a bidding war, it would seem, right? Bidding war for his new film, Weapons, and New Line uh, was able to um, secure the rights, right? So, um, yeah, it's going to be a new kind of horror entry, you know what I mean? He's getting more money than he had for Barbarian because that was a hit. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one, right? Um, yeah, supposedly the film is meant to be tonally in the vein of Magnolia. I really enjoyed Magnolia. So that just sounds kind of intriguing, right? And um, I think, you know... If all goes well, New Line want to keep, you know, Krieger on the books to, um, yeah, just channel his horror, you know, mindset into creating a, a whole heap of great films for them. So we'll see what happens with that. Now, Avatar, The Way of Water is at number one still, and it has now... Yeah, it's just making bear change, right? It's over to Billy, and it has just overtaken Av Avengers Affinity War to become the fifth high-engrossing movie of all time, which is bananas, right? It's frigging crazy. Man, I do need to see and check this out, right? 
which I probably will at some point, you know what I mean? But people, let's end on this. So we know Thunderbolts is coming, which I'm I'm very interested in. You know what I mean? It's got a great cast, right? David Harbour, Wyatt Russell, Hannah John Kamen, uh, Florence Pugh, Olga Kurenkonko, Sebastian Stan, Julia Louise Dreyfus, Harrison Ford. You know what I mean? Which is pretty tight. Right, it's been directed by Jake Shriver um, and written by Eric Pearson. And joining the cast, people, is Ayu Edebri. Right, so we don't know the role she will be playing, but yeah, she's going to be in it. You know what I mean? She, I enjoyed Bear, right? Bear or The Bear, that Hulu series. Um, she was very good in that. So, yeah, I'm intrigued, man. I'm intrigued. I did, Because, you know, the cast we've got, right? So, you know, the, the, we've got Red Guardian. We've got um, US Agent. We've got The Ghost. We've got um, Yelena. Um, Black Widow, Taskmaster, and um, Bucky, right? With the Contessa controlling it all, along with General Thaddeus Ross. So, you know what I mean? It's not necessarily the, the cast from the comics, but the cast is kind of rolling, you know what I mean? But, yeah, it means that, um, you know, Ed, Ed Ebery could be anyone. So, uh, yeah, I imagine there's going to be a load of speculation, but we will see uh, how all of that goes. But, people, this is the end of part one. Now, you want definitely want to check out part two because we have got a great, conversation i think i'm having to split it into two parts so part two may be in two we'll see what happens all right but anyway we'll see you there all right peace